Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. How are you? This is Patrick Timpone. We're broadcasting live from our palatial studios. Well, they're here in Dripping Springs, Texas, where it's actually raining a little bit. We've been talking to the rain gods and seeing what we can do. We're going to have a great week of shows for you, beginning with Thomas Rand's attorney. He's been on the show three or four times, and uh, we're going to see what he's up to. And I can tell you, it's some pretty cool stuff, so stay right there. Um, That is coming up in just a moment. He's in the green room. Christopher Lee, he's a former Navy SEALs guy, and he's really into pain, well, working with pain, getting stronger, um, the soul-mind-body connection. I think you're going to find him fun. He'll come on around noon today. Jason Jason Kristoff, he's a fun guy, uh, and he's into all kinds of things uh, uh, surrounded around this whole event. I don't even know what to call it anymore, but that we call some virus floating around, perhaps, or maybe not. He'll be here tomorrow. Uh, Fred Daszewski on a Wednesday with The Real World of Money. I think we also have, a, um, well, we got some other things coming up this week that's not on the show schedule yet. So anyway, our phone lines are open. We have the 800 line open. If you'd like to talk to talk, uh, Attorney Thomas Renz, uh, 800 or 888-663-6386. Email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Uh, Attorney Thomas Renz is in the great state of Ohio, and uh, he's uh, uh, an American frontline doctors are suing anybody they can get their hands on or kind of sort of. We're going to talk to him. Attorney Renz, how are you, sir? It's good to have you here. I, we have a busy guy. What a busy guy. That I am. I am, doing, I am busy. Uh, yeah. we're, we're fighting the fight everywhere we can. Hmm. You, 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 we were on, I think, September 2020, and this is right around the time you were telling me off the air where you had no idea of how big this thing was when we first started, right? You have no idea. No. Wow. No, I mean, you know, go back three years ago, I thought vaccines were great and I thought you were nuts if you didn't want to get one. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I thought that the medical establishment was, you know, honestly working out uh, and looking out for the uh, best interest of the patients and, Boy, I was just wrong about everything. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah. So, you know, the COVID came around and COVID was the gateway drug, right? You know, I mean, they started lying about everything they could COVID and then they decided to take our freedoms. And, uh, you know, for me, that that got me digging. And I'm a, I'm a skeptical guy by nature, right? So, uh, you know, you can tell me anything you want and I'll respectfully listen. Doesn't mean that I'm going to adopt the opinion. And so with this, you know, I did my homework and then I did some more homework and then I did some more homework. Hmm. And no matter how much homework I did, I kept coming to the same conclusion. All of this is garbage. And the entire medical establishment is filled with crooks and and, uh, just scumbags, for lack of a better term, uh, led by the worst of all, Anthony Fauci. Wow. And you just you just a kind of one or two man law firm, just small potatoes there and not potatoes, but, you know, organic potatoes in Ohio. <laughs> and uh, you've been doing most of this. Uh, people donate. And, uh, and and how many, let me ask you this. How many lawsuits do you have right now in the works, like in the pipeline? Do you even know? No, I'd have to add it up. I, I mean, I have more requests for lawsuits than any 10 people could do over three lifetimes. Um, wow. You know, we're on... So I, yeah, I'm leading on some uh, several cases, and then I'm supporting a whole bunch more. Some of them don't have my name on them. Doesn't mean I'm not supporting them. Um, I'm kind of all over the place. I mean, anywhere I can support the fight, right? So most of it I don't charge for because I, I you know, I mean, I got to save lives, and uh, so you're right. We've gotten buy on donations primarily, and. Uh, couple of our partner organizations that throw us some money here and there, which is good. Um, you know, we work, we do worry about keeping the lights on, yeah. but that's okay, you know, because there's, we got to do what we got to do, right? Sometimes, sometimes what's easy has to take a backseat to what's right. Yeah, sure. And uh, what's been right in this fight is fighting for the people, right? I mean, our lives are, our lives our livelihoods, 
our personal autonomy, our bodily integrity. I mean, we're talking about the most fundamental of rights that there are, and they've all been attacked, every single one of them. And so we do what we have to do. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think that we've been very careful to be right every time that we've done this. We've been very careful to do it with uh, as much integrity as I know how. And uh, been a tough fight, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, two years in or however long it's been, I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud that my little boys can say, look at their dad and know that their dad's doing his best to do what he thinks is right. Yeah, good for you, sir. Uh, again, if you'd like to ask a question of uh, Mr. Renz, 888-663-6386, as we're live here, last day of January. So can you tell us, sir, what would be the one lawsuit that you think has the best chance of getting a hearing the soonest, and what is that one about? Well, we've got appeals going to the Sixth Circuit on a couple cases, both of which are very important. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I think both of which were uh, were appealing because I firmly believe they were uh, the lower court erred substantially and repeatedly in both. We'll find out. We'll see what the courts have to say. Um, won't surprise me if either of those end up getting appealed to the Supreme Court. And then uh, hmm. we have our case in Alabama, which is the one that started out, you know, with the, the motion to try and stop this in people 15 and under. But that case isn't just about that. So that case is actually asking that the entire shot be with pulled, all of them, because, you know, these these were authorized in a way that we contend is illegal. Yes, sir. And they don't meet the criteria necessary for authorization. Uh, first of all, there's no emergency. So why do you need an emergency authorization? Second of all, uh, even if there is an emergency, you still have to have a balance of harms test. We, bl- we believe strongly, especially in light of this DOD data we're just bringing out, that uh, you know it, it fails that dramatically. It doesn't stop the spread of the disease. There's no long term. There's evidence that it destroys your immune system. It does not uh, long term, you know, have any any benefit in any way, shape, or form. In fact, the waning effects show that long term, uh, it destroys your immune system and then doesn't stop COVID. Yes. So you uh, even short term, you can still spread the disease, and then long term, it doesn't stop COVID and destroys your immune system. So. What's the benefit, especially when we have a a laundry list of side effects? So, you know, ultimately, we think that there are a lot of reasons that this should not be authorized. It's been misbranded as a vaccine when it's not. Uh, The the, uh, FDA had to change the definition of vaccine so that they could uh, call this a vaccine. I mean, real. I mean, in all honesty, we have Pfizer and Moderna on record admitting that it's a gene therapy. So. You know, they had to change that definition. That's a substantive act, which means it should have went through the rulemaking process, but they didn't, uh, which we also think is illegal. So, I mean, there's all sorts of things we're challenging there. But the bottom line is, is this is this is not safe. It's not effective and it shouldn't even be on the market. Uh, we recalled the Chevy Volt because it might have a battery fire. This has killed tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. And we still, we're still pushing full stream ahead on it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yes, sir. We've had people on the air that suggest that the VAERS report that you can get through the CDC is, if you really do the numbers correctly, could be as much as 40 times that number. Do you think that's close? So I've got all sorts of analysts looking at all sorts of things all over the place. Yes, sir. And I've... I've seen numbers all over the place. The 40X number is one that I think is fairly credible. Wow. Um, You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Um, I don't, you know, I can't prove it. Uh, We certainly can't prove it at this point. What I can say is that I think we just submitted here not too long ago. uh, One of our experts did some analysis and, you know, the number, and this is a very, very wide uh, gap. We know that. But we, su- we submitted to the court that we expect that the actual number of deaths is between 100 and 400. Um, and I know that's a huge, uh, huge gap. 
but uh you know the problem is is since the cdc is covering up as much data on this as humanly possible it's it's hard to know exactly where it is what we know is that they have a much better idea of how many people have died than we do and that it's so buried and so covered up that i will be lucky to ever find out for sure hmm. so with that number so is that u.s or worldwide u.s u.s wow uh, U.S. Um, I think worldwide the number is terrifying, uh, absolutely terrifying. You know the these you know the DoD document is now showing, or the DoD evidence that we just are getting and now are making public through the whistleblower stuff yeah. shows how yeah. serious this is. You know, thousand plus in percent increase in diseases of the nervous system, uh, cancer just skyrocketing. And what the doctors are telling me is that it's not just cancer, but the cancers that they're seeing are absurdly aggressive. Um, they're, they're just some of the most aggressive cancers they've ever seen. Um, you know, I've got a great, uh, very, very sad story, but a great story for illustration purposes where, uh, you know, a doctor talked to me, gave a great example of a patient, perfectly healthy young man in the military, uh, came in for what he thought was GERD, Came back two weeks later. Uh, they said, oh, no, it looks like you might have a, a tumor in your esophagus. Two weeks later, they opened him up to see what it was. And uh, his entire insides were ate up with cancer. Uh, he's now terminal. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is the kind of thing that we're seeing. And this is the thing that, you know, the DOD and Fauci and crew, they know this. They've got this data. But they've been covering it up and actually have been intentionally pushing this anyways. And, you know, one of the things that I want to make clear is this. If I point a gun at you and shoot you in the shoulder and you die and I say, well, that's not murder. I didn't mean to kill you. I just wanted to shoot you in the shoulder. You're still guilty of murder. Yes. Sir. Right. Yes. If you force someone to take this, you know, there's a very reasonable likelihood of injury or death. And you do it anyways. What is that? There must be something really spooky going on at the top level for these people to continue to do what they're doing, Mr. Renz, and not thinking they're going to someday not get caught. Whoa. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, I, I don't think that they uh, expected to be caught. I don't know whether... I don't really know what they're thinking yes, sir. because I'm going to be honest with you, Patrick, you know, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. I got two dogs. I'm like a normal person. <laughs> Almost um, normal person. <laughs> there's a lot of people that I want to smack, but most generally I really like people. Mm -hmm. And even the people I want to smack, I don't wish any ill on. I, you know, I wish them the best, even my worst enemies I pray for. Yes, sir. And, uh, so I got to be honest with you. I can't wrap my head around how you can look at these numbers and say, yeah, we need to keep pushing this because to me, that's not sane. That's not normal. That's there's something wrong with you. If you look and you see a 300% increase in cancer, 450% increase uh, 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 in, uh, or whatever it is on uh, infertility for females. I mean, these numbers are huge. I mean, we're seeing, let's see, I'm just looking over here. Um, man, I'm looking at a vast majority of the numbers that we've got ran. Uh, we've seen the uh, increase well over double the average for five years. What that means is if you, if you look at the average number of injuries of all these different types over five years with cancer, MS, nervous system, you name it. Most of these injuries d more than doubled in 2021. I mean. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Way more than doubled. I mean, here, here's some percentages, right? I'll just read some off. And, uh, okay. So sure. this is a percentage increase over 2020, right? 983%, 2,360%. Two 145 percent 226 339 259 607 228 448 165 
I mean, we're talking about huge numbers, and these are diseases that are important. We have, you know, uh, suicides are way up. We have endocrine nutritional metabolic diseases, thyroid gland issues, um, I mean, all sorts of things. They're just skyrocketing. <laughs> and uh, you got to understand that these aren't things that are, you can't blame this on COVID, right? Because the numbers show that in 2020, there was no uptick. There's no uptick on, on really much of any of these. I mean, there may have been on a few, but generally speaking, there's no uptick in 2020. It's only in 2021 once they started the jabs. Wow. You know, in 2020, these are, military is, they're, they're generally young, healthy people. Yes, sir. They don't, COVID wasn't an issue and it didn't cause these issues. 2021, they started forcing this jab. Well, guess what? Then we got a problem. All these guys are getting sick. All these guys. And it's not a real surprise. I mean, there are no long-term tests. There are no real studies. The studies that they did on these were, at best, garbage, at best. I mean, the studies that they did that they claim, you know, demonstrated safety and efficacy that uh, the FDA allowed approval on, I mean, they were garbage. We all know that. And that's absolutely clear. Um, but the FDA pushed ahead. And, you know, interestingly enough, you know, we got the Pfizer document itself. The, the post authorization document that showed that, you know, back February 28th, they had to complete, you know, the study date ended February 28th, showed that, you know, you had over 1,300 deaths by that date already. Already. And, and that doesn't even, and that wasn't even very widely available at that point. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, yet we still go ahead. ASIP says it's a good thing. Explain to me how. When in, uh, you know, that less than three month study where the, where the vaccines were barely available, explain to me how when you have 13, uh, 12, 1300 deaths, that ASIP could ever come to the conclusion that it would be good to give this to children when you have zero deaths from COVID in children that were healthy. We, I can't, my guys haven't found a single child that died solely because of COVID that was healthy, not one. Now there's a few listed on the CDC or in the DHHS website, but all of them based on our people's analysis were sick or had something going on and they didn't just die of COVID. Had comorbidities, so, yeah, yeah. So if COVID's no risk to children and the vaccine's killing people, why in God's name would you suggest that they need to get it? This is corruption, this is corruption beyond words and these people i mean jail is the nicest thing that should happen to them as an, and not a cushy jail and not a cushy and not one of those playgrounds as an attorney do you think you have enough evidence now to convince a jury of your peers of what you just said i think i had enough evidence a long time ago really? we had to get the courts to let us get in front of the jury yeah uh the courts you know, the courts have been listening to the CDC lie to them, just like they've lied to everybody else for two years. And you got to understand something. Judges are people, right? They're not supposed to have bias, but they're people. And they do a great job generally of trying to keep bias out of the courtroom. And, you know, I'm not someone who believes that every judge is, is rotten. Right. I believe that they're people. And I believe that, you know, they are subject to pressure and this, that, and other. But I think that they, most judges try and do their best. That said, for two years, I got documents. I got two years, I got documents given to me. For two years, the courts have been told by the CDC, this is going to kill everybody. This is the only way to stay safe. This is the only way to be, uh, keep, your, keep your family safe. You're going to die if you don't do this. Uh, you know, this is what's going to happen. So the federal courts have been listening to this for two years. Yeah, these are guys, the federal courts are filled with people who work for the federal government. Hmm. They're naturally going to be inclined to trust the CDC because they view the CDC as the experts. But here's the problem. The CDC is corrupt on the most egregious level imaginable. So what happens when the experts that the courts listen to lie to the courts? What happens there? And, you know, the thing that I would ask the courts is, hey, what if I'm right? Shouldn't I at least get the opportunity to have a trial 
so we can see whether I'm right. And that's what's important, and that's what justice is. So we're going to see what happens. So is the system uh, potentially so clogged up or swampy, if you can use the term, Mr. Renz, that that's not allowing anything to get before jury yet, and after all these years, after two years or a year and a half? Is well, that, is that's what, can you explain why that is? Why you, well, I'm going to tell you. So here's my view on it, Patrick. So we, two years ago, when we started this, there were a couple things that I recognized. One is that I'm a nobody, right? So I'm not Alan Dershowitz. I'm not a guy who, when the courts hear me speak, they, they, they're like, oh my God, this guy is, you know, 20 years of reputation and he's the best in the universe. And so I'm just some guy from Ohio. I'm a small town attorney. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was aware that if I'm going to go into the courts and say, your honor, these people are lying. That was going to be met with some skepticism, right? So when we started, we realized that it was necessary to help, you know, open the narrative to educate the public and to try and get the word out and to try and share this. And so that's why we did that, right? I mean, we've been working very hard to get the word out. I mean, you've been helping me do that for uh, approaching two years now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've been working on this forever. So, you know, that's that's really uh, a big thing. Because as we do that, then it becomes more credible, right? right? They blitzed the field, right? They, they had every person they could lying about this disease, the statistics, and everything else. So we knew that we had to fight that. And it's a big fight because these guys, they have billions of dollars. I mean, when they run out of money, the federal government prints more for them. Yes, sir. So, you know, there, there's no money. The, what we had on our side, though, was the truth. And as you see the truth, it resonates with people. It's just getting that message out. So I think what's going to happen, I think that uh, we're finally getting to the point where the courts are going to say, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You know, we've been hearing this for two years. Maybe they are lying. What if they're lying? And I think we're, gonna, I think we're getting, there much, getting much closer to that. Now, I think the real danger is, I, to me, the other side is getting ready to say, oh, well, COVID's over. Let's just move on. And the reason they're doing that is because they know they're about to lose this in a big way, and they don't want to all end up in jail, which is where they belong. The problem is, is if we, the people, don't fight this through to the end and hold these people accountable, yes, they'll do it again. Yeah. And we need to make clear, never again are we going to allow this to happen. The other issue is, what about the millions of people who are going to be injured for this for forever who may die i mean the danger of this according to all the doctors really manifests in the most egregious way over three to five years okay well if we're looking at the numbers i'm seeing right now i'm terrified what's going to happen over three to five years i'm terrified and the question is are we going to hold these people accountable and try and get justice for these people who may be living with lifelong injuries assuming they survive so so the idea would be, I guess, if we just philosophize in here that these people would want to get COVID off of the front pages and get into a war with Russia and Ukraine or whatever they're going to do and forget about it in three years from now, making connecting the dots to, to the vaccine will be more difficult. But you could still do it, though, right? You'd still be able to do it. You'd have, you'd have the goods, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, we would, and we're going to keep fighting it. I mean, we've got to get, we're going to fight for justice, but you're right. And I'm very concerned about what they're going to do and try to try and get this out of the press. Yeah. Because right now the narrative has collapsed. And, you know, I mean, listen, it's a shame when I say this. So I am not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. Um, I don't care. I'm not just don't care where you are politically. I'm a freedom guy, right? Sure. You, you live your life, I'll live mine. This has really been hijacked as a right or left issue, but frankly, both Republicans and Democrats have been on the wrong side of this. Of course. You know, I mean, we, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about the success of the vaccine, which is not a success, unless you consider killing people to be success, um, or, you know, Whatever you want to talk about, this has been a failure universally. 
Now, the failure hasn't necessarily been, in my opinion, a result of politicians that want to see the American public killed. I don't think that these politicians were told the truth. I think that the real issue here is the bureaucracy. The administrative state in America is too big and too powerful. They've lied. They've manipulated. They've done so for their own self-interest. And the result is, is that now you're going to have lots of people dying. Now, the politicians, and we're going to put them into this position. We're going to show them the data from the DOD. We're going to show them all of the stuff, and we're going to ask them this. We're going to say, do you side with the American people? Or do you side with the big pharma special interests and the billionaire class? Because Bill Gates and crew are all pushing this and making lots of money off of it. Pfizer and, and big pharma are making tons of money off of it. My question is, are these people, are our elected officials, when we present this data, are they going to stand with the American people? Are they going to remove Anthony Fauci and all the crooks at the DOD who've been pushing this? Or are they going to uh, stand with special interests and big money? And that's what I'm eager to see, because we're getting uh, very close to being able to put this all out publicly. And uh, boy, I got to tell you, uh, if I was facing an election coming up, I know where I'd stand. When you say get out publicly, you think you're going to be able to get hearings in the Senate or similar to what was it Johnson did not long ago, a couple of weeks ago, more of these kind of hearings did we're going to request it um i intend to uh, put this out there and then offer a briefing to any elected official that wants to hear it and if they don't care enough about our military and our people to attend well then i think that speaks all you need to speaks volumes that's all you need to know and listen it's going to be an when i create this i'm going to do this it's open to anybody i don't care democrat republican i'll treat you with respect I will. I'll make sure Democrat, Republican, that everybody on this is respected. What I want to do is I want to get to truth. There's another side to this. Our elected officials haven't, well, they at least claim to have not heard it. And uh, the question's going to be, are you, are you elected by the people or are you elected by pharma? Where are yours, your allegiance? Is it to the people or to the money? And that's what we're going to ask. And we're just going to put it out there and we'll see what happens. Big picture, when somebody tells you that you've got to do something that could potentially be hazardous to your health, is that a Fourth Amendment issue and just kind of embedded in the U.S. Constitution? Well, yeah. I mean, you can't be forced to do something that's against uh, hazardous to you your health. I mean, that's that's an anathema to, to the freedoms our nation was built on. Wow. You know, I mean, that's 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 the core of bodily integrity. I mean, listen, you have a nation founded by people who had a tea party because there was a tea tax that led to a revolution, right? Do you really think that George Washington and crew would have, sur- would have said to the British, well, you know, if you get rid of the tea tax, we'll let you control our bodies, but we aren't going to, you know, and we'll just drop this whole revolution thing. Um, yeah, the, you know, this was about freedom, right? All right. You know, hey, you have to take an injection. Where does that end? Where does that end? Okay, does let, let's say that we decide that, you know, once you're 70 years old, you're no longer a benefit to society and you're probably just on Social Security. So, you know, for, for the public good and for the good of others who are working hard to take care of you, you got to take another injection, one that's going to, you know, end your life. I know that's ridiculous, but, you know, the bottom line is, is, there is no logical end of the slippery slope if you say i can force you to take a medicine or an injection there is no end to that if i don't control what goes in and out of my body i control nothing and what's the difference between whether you i you are able to force me to take a medicine or you force me to go to prison i mean either way my body is being controlled right yes sir. i mean this is ridiculous it's absolutely absurd What was your uh, thoughts when you saw that um, Chief Justice, what's his name? Roberts. Roberts and Kavanaugh went along with the mandate for health care workers. That seemed a bit swampy, didn't it? Well, you got to remember. So I've been the guy who's actually defended Sotomayor. Okay. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. Okay. So her numbers were egregiously wrong, and that's not a surprise. 
I mean, listen, Sotomayor, Kagan, Breyer, they're big government guys. So if the government says it, they're going to be likely to believe it. Right. You know what the problem I had was with the attorneys. And that stands that stands today. You know, these judges can only deal with the facts as presented to them. Now, I would have objected when Sotomayor started and Breyer started introducing these ridiculous non-fact facts into the record. Yes, sir. But the problem I had is you've got two attorneys standing there and the one guy's bragging about being triple vaxxed and how wonderful the vaccine is on the OSHA case. And, uh, you know, they're they're promoting the thing that they're supposed to be fighting against. That's stupid. You know, in, in these cases, if they're not presenting data and facts that contradict the narrative, then you got to ask, you know, what, why? Yeah. Why aren't the lawyers challenging this? You know, I didn't hear in either of these cases anywhere where the lawyers said, listen, this whole thing's garbage. It's fraudulent. And here's a long list of facts to demonstrate it. Because we have a long list of facts. It's not, comp- it's not difficult. I mean, I can cite more facts on this. And I mean facts using government's own words. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but they wouldn't argue that. And the reason they wouldn't argue that is because these these people were all political. They're all political. Instead of arguing because uh, they believe it from an idealistic standpoint. See, I'm an idealist. I'm an activist. I believe in what I'm fighting. Yes, sir. I know. you. Right. These guys are doing it because their political base demands that they do it. But they're aware of the fact that the special interest and the big pharma money and all these people are, you know, there. And so they don't want to really anger the other side too much. They don't want to, you know, upset the special interest too much. So it's like, how can we balance that our base, these, these silly deplorables, uh, these silly, you know, ding-dongs that just don't understand that we know what's best for them. How can we keep them happy without alienating our special interests too much? And that was how they argued these cases, which I have a real issue with. The judges can only deal with what's in front of them. The lawyers have a duty and an obligation to challenge when the judges have an issue, you know, make a mistake yes, or anything sir. like that. Hmm. They didn't do it. So who was responsible for choosing these two attorneys who you have an issue with uh, to do this thing? I mean, did they... How is that even done? Who, who decides that? So I don't know what the process was. You know, in the OSHA case, uh, it, you know, it was consolidated from a whole bunch of courts. Right. And, you know, they, they chose a guy from NFIB. Well, NFIB is, you know, I mean, they're doing everything they can not to upset anybody that's pro-vax. And uh, then we also had the Solicitor General from Ohio. Well, I mean, if you're in politics in Ohio, you, I mean, there's like three guys in Ohio who are politicians that I'm good with. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, these guys, you got Mike DeWine here, yes, sir. who's leading the Ohio Republican Party. And Mike DeWine is one of the four people who made Anthony Fauci's shortlist for Republicans that would sell out immediately. And he actually won the prize for being the, the most likely Republican to sell out most effectively immediately, lock the state down, destroy our rights, and, you know, to, to hell with the people of Ohio. So, I mean, this guy's garbage. And, uh, you know, if you're in the Ohio political system, you're automatically suspect in my mind. And so, the and God willing, we'll have some good people come in this election cycle, but, um you know, right now, there's just a handful of good guys in the state house, or, you know, the state Senate or anywhere else in Ohio politics. Yes, sir. Big picture when uh, government, when, when an organization takes government money like Medicare, or Medicaid, uh, does that mean that the government could actually tell them what to do? I mean, was Roberts and Kavanaugh on solid ground there with their argument? Well, yeah, I mean, listen, if you do a deal with the devil, there's always strings attached, okay. right? My, my, um, yeah. Now, the government can do what it can do up till the point that there's a constitutional issue, right? Now, these, these, these cases were argued on statutory issues. See, I would argue that it's very clear under the case law that there is a fundamental right to bodily integrity. That's been established in both Cruzen and, and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. In fact, in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, the court actually stated explicitly 
that the right to bodily integrity trumps even the state's interest in the preservation of life. Wow. And they cited Jacobson in that. So they actually overturned Jacobson there, but no attorneys seem to have the the testicular fortitude to challenge that. Right. Um, and, you know, until that's brought up before the court, it's not challenged, right? So you've got to get that in front of the court. We are challenging that quite directly and will challenge that very, very directly going forward because, you can't, on one side, say that it's okay to kill a baby, but on the other side, say that we can force you to take an experimental jab that may kill you and uh, for a disease that has a 99.9% recovery rate. So if I understand, then, what I'm hearing you say is in the courts, the judges in general don't help out if you're blowing it, if you're making a mistake. <laughs> They'll, they, could just, they just generally do what they're presented. If you if you screw up as an attorney, you screw up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very true. Wow. I mean, you know, listen, it's this is difficult, right? This is a difficult. These cases, if you want to try these, are complicated because you have to be careful. The courts don't want to get into making policy decisions on science. So a lot of the questions come down to the fact that you've got to show that there are the other sides acting in bad faith. Well, that's not hard to show right now. We've got overwhelming evidence on that. Yes. But, but most of these cases, they won't make that argument. Now, whether that's because it's too difficult to make for the attorneys, because I'll tell you, there is an immense amount of work that goes into taking this complex science and breaking it down to where it's digestible for, for a court or for a jury. I mean, this is, the, you know, a big part of the reason the other side's been able to get away with this is they've tried to, they've used science, which is kind of like uh, translating Greek for most most people, right? I mean, when they start talking about, you know, this study shows this, this study shows that, very few people have the knowledge or ability to understand that the study is a fraud. Yes, sir. And since NIAID and, and the CDC fund all these studies, it's very, very difficult very difficult to to do this because the courts just defer to these guys. I mean, historically, government actors get a lot of a lot of prefer, uh, deference from the courts, so it's tough. And yeah, the judge isn't there. The judge is there to do, to look at the facts and make a determination of either law and or fact, right? So if the facts are in dispute, the court's got to decide those, but the court doesn't want to get into those unless there's a good issue of law. Now, in this instance, there is a very good issue of law. There's a lot of them. We've talked about a few of them today. Fundamental right to bodily integrity. Did they follow the statute for authorization? You know, are they misbranding? What's going on? Tons of questions of law. Those are legitimate questions of law. So then the, the issue becomes, you know, who's lying? Because if we're telling the truth, then the other side's abusing their discretion. If they're telling the truth, then we're just wrong and we've lost. Yes, sir. Now, it's interesting that no, that we're not, the other side's not saying, uh, the other side has not once challenged a single fact that we've presented. What they've said is, you need to throw this out. It shouldn't be there because there's no question of law here. There's no, that has been their universal reply. No question reply. of law? What does that mean, sir? No question. They're saying that they're saying that we don't have the right to challenge their actions. Oh, which we most certainly do. We most certainly do. Okay. Uh, you know, and I, without getting into the weeds of, sure. of what standing looks like in the courts and uh, you know where there's a, a cause of action stuff like that, we most certainly have a cause of action. There's zero question about that. The problem is, is that the other side. Uh, is uh, trying to convince the courts that that we don't because they know the courts don't want to deal with this because it's complicated and it's politically a hot potato and uh, it's very very sciency and it's an uncomfortable position for the courts. So, so your you know, your hope then or belief and faith in God that a reasonable judge will will come along the way of this process. And say, yeah, they, they do have standing, and, and you guys got to, you know, come up well, with it. Well, it's a process. Right. It's a process, right? So we're, we have to educate the courts that we're not crazy. Right. We have to educate the courts what's going on. And, you know, when we started, you got to remember, in fairness to the courts that heard me when I started, 
you got some nobody from Fremont, Ohio, arguing that the entire federal government and the entire state governments are lying. That's right. Now, I was right, and history will show that I was right, but I understand why they would be a little less, yeah, okay, really? Sure. You know, I, I get that. Sure. Now, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. And I'll tell you that they shouldn't have because the law says they shouldn't have. The facts has constru- have to be construed in the light of, of uh, the most positive light possible for, for my position, right? When I file a complaint, you're not supposed to throw it out until I've had a chance to challenge those facts. So if I allege this, they're supposed to let me do it. Now, I understand why they didn't, but it's not correct under the law. And that's why we're appealing some cases that are, you know, that were put in the courts very early on. The court didn't want to hear the facts because they didn't think it was right. But that doesn't matter. The law says you have to. Okay, so the question now becomes, are the courts going to follow the law or are they going to try and find a way out of the law? The, the, the plain uh, language of the law is pretty clear, in my opinion, and I'm eager to see where we end up with it. Can you name, before we go, just a few of the, uh, the organizations that are being sued with some of your lawsuits? Who, who are they? Do you CDC and these kind of people? Yeah, I mean, well, Biden's listed as one of the defendants on one of our cases. Um, we've got the DHHS and all sub-agencies, CDC, FDA, all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, y- you name it. We're suing all sorts of people. I, I'd, I'd probably have a harder time figuring out who we're not suing. Um, we haven't added the DOD in yet, but that's common. So uh, tell folks a little bit about what you've uncovered with a whistleblower through the military Department of Defense. Some pretty startling numbers. Oh, yeah. Pretty startling I mean, numbers. Wow. You know, like we said earlier, yeah. we're seeing hundreds and hundreds of percentages of increases. Um, neoplasm, uh, which is cancer, right? So all cancers, you know, are up over 200%. Active military um, who have been vaxxed, correct? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, two, three hundred, I believe over 300%. In some, just right. in a lot of instances. Actually, we've got, uh, here's one. Oh, let's see. Uh, 903% for uh, esophagus, esophagus, esophageal cancer. Um, You know, I mean, we're seeing all sorts of things. Um, So let's say you're in the military and you're forced to get the vaccine. You don't want to, but you want to stay in. What are are guys doing? Are they either taking it or quitting? Well, right now it's a little ugly, but I mean... You know, the the Surgeon Generals from the various branches are blanket uh, uh, rejecting all religious and medical exemptions. Wow. And, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of reports of doctors being told they're not allowed to give medical exemptions. Yes. So, yeah, they're pretty much being forced or trying to force you out. Um, That said, here's my little message for the the Surgeon Generals there. Uh, We've got your numbers. You might want to think of where you're, what you're doing right now, because, you know, now that we have your numbers and now that you know you can't hide them anymore, uh, you know, I'm going to find it very interesting how you can argue uh, that this is the least impactful way to ensure that the the uh, mission is is being done. Uh, it most certainly is not. You're damaging the readiness of our military, and uh, you know it. We know it. We've got the numbers that show it. And uh, you might want to rethink what you're doing quickly before you can, uh, before we see you in court. And Thomas Renz, there are some people doing some very um, scholarly work looking at hospitals and doctors and healthcare facilities, the amount of money they're getting to put COVID down and putting people on a ventilator. And it's huge. Yeah. It's massive. Boy, wouldn't it be great to be able to get this information out other than alternative places like here and, and where you're. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it's getting there. It's getting Is bigger it? every day. I mean, they've been trying to ignore it. They've tried to cover it up, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, they've done everything they can to cover up what we have. I mean, you know, we put these numbers out and the mainstream media tries to black it out. Well, you know, here's the deal. Here's my question to you, mainstream media. Are you complicit in this killing? Are you complicit? Um are you complicit in these crimes? And trust me when I tell you, we're going to be finding out. 
Boy, you know, boy, wouldn't that just be the 2,000-pound elephant in the room if he could really prove someday that these people knew and, uh, you know. Oh, we've got data. Wow. Oh, they have to. You've got data. Oh, come on. They- we've got evidence. It's not a question of if we can prove it. It's a question of when we have time. Um, <laughs> well, there's just not enough of us or enough resources right. to, to get there. There's too many. You know, we. this is really sad, but what we do is we sit down every day and we prioritize where are you going to, where are you going to, what can you do that's going to save the most lives? Good for you. Because there's too many. We can't save them all. Um, I never thought being a lawyer, I would end up doing battlefield triage, but that's really what I do. Um, It's, you know, I get the message from someone, I look at it. And assuming that I can see it because I get more than I can read every day, you know, I look at it and it's like, okay, there's nothing we can do to save this one. Yes, sir. Um, It's it's very sad. And and lots of interviews, too. I know you're doing amazing amount of interviews. Uh, What kind of, have you received requests from any kind of mainstream or kind of pseudo mainstream or any big players, uh, you know, you know. Only for hit pieces. I've gotten some really great requests for hit pieces. Oh, hit pieces like uh, somebody like CNN or somebody wants you to come on. Well, I've had some requests where uh, they said, "Hey, we've heard that you're essentially Satan or worse." Oh, and so we want you to comment on this because we're going to tell everybody that you're the devil. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's like, "Hey, do you want to comment on the fact that you're a rotten monster?" <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did I want to comment on that? I, first of all. It's, you know, I don't care what you think. I'm not, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the mainstream rags have tried very hard to paint me as some sort of a monster or this or the other, like they're going to, you know, like they would if they're trying to damage someone who's running for office. Right. They're using these tactics that like they used against Kavanaugh when he was trying to get, when he's going through Supreme Court hearings or Amy Coney Barrett, all these people that were they trying to attack me personally. But they, they've overlooked one really important fact. I hate politics and I'm not running for anything. So I don't care whether they like me. I'm not going to their dinner parties anyway. So they, uninviting me to your dinner party isn't going to hurt my feelings. And, you know, sticks and stones, brother, I don't care. Because no matter what they say to me, I'm not murdering anybody. I'm trying to look out for people's lives. And you can call me whatever you want. I'm still looking out for people's lives, and you're still not. Huh. So, Finally, how big do you think that the whole Joe Rogan, Malone, McCullough event, events were? Think big? I think it's huge. Yeah. I think it reached a whole other audience that hasn't been reached before. Yeah. I want to congratulate Rogan for having the courage to do that. You know, uh, listen, these guys, it's a risk if you're Joe Rogan and you do this. It's a risk. It's a risk for these people. They're, these once you do this, I mean, look at the blowback he's been getting. You know, they're trying to cancel culture on Spotify. Yeah. Now, yeah. this is ridiculous. But uh, you know, here's the deal. It's already the cat's already out of the bag. You're only making it worse now if you close it down. And uh, you know, listen, what we've done is we've focused on elevating the alternative. Okay. From the beginning, I knew that the mainstream wasn't early on. I was banned on Fox and banned on this and banned on that. You know, we got word on that. So, you know, that was a given, right? So what we did is instead is we were honored to work with alternative guys, guys like you. We want your show to be huge. I want 5 million people a day to watch your show. Okay. Because you know what? You're not going to sell out. You're never going to sell out. No, you got you got beliefs. You got things that you'll do, and that's what we've been doing. So we've been taking our 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 media outlets that we can work with and doing everything we can to elevate them, and it's worked. The alternative media is now stronger than it's ever been. The mainstream is closer to death than it's ever been, and that's only going to continue. Joe Rogan has more listeners, viewers, watchers than anyone else by far. And it's a podcast. I mean, really. Ten years ago, that would have been unthinkable. But, you know, people are tired of going to places that can, where people are controlled and can't tell the truth. So, you know, Bongino, uh, Rogan, 
You know, my buddy Stu Peters. Oh, Stu, he's great. Stu's awesome. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. God bless. Well, I mean, he, you know, his audience and him were largely responsible for ensuring that Scott Quiner at least had a chance. Now, God rest his soul, he didn't make it because the hospital did too much damage. But at least they gave him a chance. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God love you. I appreciate uh, you being here and uh, thanks for your work. And uh, the truth will set you free, sir. And you're. You know, what can you do, right? <laughs> well, I appreciate everything, Tim, uh, Patrick, and uh, I look forward to talking with you again soon. Our pleasure. Anytime. You know, you're welcome here. Anytime, sir. Thank you, Thomas Friends. Oh, once again, so let, let's, oops, let me do this. And uh, tell folks how they could help uh, in, in any way help your work. Uh, it's make oh, thank you. Americans thank you for reminding me. freeagain.com, right? Well, go to rems-law.com, R-E-N-Z-law.com. So, okay. Yeah, definitely support Make Americans Free Again, but I need your help at rems-law.com. Okay. Um, we got to go fly, give, send, go thing going on. We've got all sorts of things going on. I keep our data there. We keep our information there. You know, start a Make Americans Free Again group, but su- also support us at rens-law.com. We do need your help. Yeah, uh, rens, because there's a, most of the stuff you're not even charging for. I mean, you're just doing it, right? Just because it's the right thing. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. The vast majority of it, actually. <laughs> actually, rens-law.com. So if you have a rich uncle, uh, uh, send them this interview and maybe they'll help and send them some bucks. Oh, you know, I didn't even ask uh, before we go, though, uh, what do you think of this whole Canadian thing? I mean, this is really something what's going on up there. God bless the truckers. We the people will prosper. Boy. Listen, the the one thing the bad guys fear is we the people. Yes, and that's that's a case study. Yeah. That's why they fear it. Yeah, I think Trudeau's in hiding. I don't know where he's going. Oh, definitely. I mean, it just it's like when when Trump came to Ohio last year and Mike Dewine came down with a one day case of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Patrick, I got to jump. Okay, brother. Thank uh, you so much. I appreciate everything. My pleasure. You let me know if we can help at all. Anything at all. You're always welcome. You have a great day. All right, sir. Bye-bye. It is uh, Thomas Friends, OneRadioNetwork.com, and he's an attorney in Ohio and uh, doing, as they say, yeoman's work, wherever that saying comes from. He's the real deal, huh? Yes, he is little angel big angel we didn't do any commercials i just didn't have the heart to break it up uh, it was just too much fun if you'd like to support our website all you have to do is go to oneradionetwork.com oneradionetwork.com on the right side of the page and in our store we have all kinds of really fun interesting products some of the best ever hydrogen sauna survival um, Shen Blossom, Pearlsium, all kinds of stuff. Really good thing. So if you uh, have some Federal Reserves, in, uh, Federal Reserves, Federal Reserve notes in your bank account that you would like to exchange for some of the products that we promote, love ya. Come on, go to oneradionetwork.com and have some fun. Guarantee you, you're going to find the best products ever oneradionetwork.com. All right, love you all very much. We're going to talk to a Navy SEAL guy. We'll talk about getting strong, going through pain, uh, becoming more aware of our body, all kinds of fun stuff coming up in one hour right here. Noon Central, <laughs> oneradionetwork.com. You think I'm Italian, the way I'm moving my, my uh, arms around here. Right? See you in a minute. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.